Let's reignite the fire in your romance with Robert Kosick on The Sam Malone Show on AM 1070 and FM 103.3. The answer. All right, America, inhale, exhale. <sighs> I'm, I'm overdoing it because I'm on the radio so you can hear. Let's bring the blood pressure down. Let's get all that agita. I spoke us in the gazenta. Hey, we stay Yiddish, body Italiano. And, you know, that's all the aggravation you have in life. Just that, you know, the Democrats are destroying our country. They hate you. They hate what we have, our Judeo-Christian fabric. But you know what? We know it's not who's, you know, who's, who's fighting against us. We know who's for us. And that's way bigger. We also know about the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. We know that's what's ordained by God ain't going to be torn, torn about by some devil-worshipping Democrat, right, who want to destroy marriage. So we take one segment of one day of the entire week to talk about the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage. We call it our world-famous marriage talk segment. started over a decade ago. Most people love it. It does get some uncomfortable because of, you know, how what they've done in the past. I say, just look, that was the past. Move forward. Get it together. Get the Lord in your marriage. It'll be great, right? Uh, my wingman has been Robert Kosick, a church deacon, marriage coach, author of the book Honor the Vow, honorthevow.com. He writes our content. It's on our Facebook page, I think. <laughs> Mr. Kosick, happy Friday. How you doing? <laughs> happy Friday. I got to tell you, I love uh, listening to uh, you and Denise uh, talk. It, it is refreshing. It does bring your blood pressure down, because especially, especially for this segment, because as you know, it's the same thing. I, I work with companies and turning them around, uh, distressed companies and acquisitions and stuff. So the stress levels during the day or uh, during the week are, are incredibly high, trying to manage cash and everything else. And so to have that downtime to get ready for the segment, but also, like we talk about all the time, just having that solid marriage to take you through the weekend so you can decompress. And you know, a lot of times, Tom, Tom, I get on the phone with Tom before the call. He's like, what are you doing this weekend? I'm like, nothing. I'm doing nothing this weekend. Good. I'm so looking forward to it, right? It's decompression time, and it's wonderful to have that. And everything we do here is to help everybody else have that same type of relationship so they can enjoy the same downtime. Amen to that. Amen to that. So it is a great topic. Today, let me get to it. By the way, uh, congratulations to you on, the, on your number. This is marriage tip 382, dude. That's awesome. It's called fun. Invaders of Your Spouse Only Space. Invaders of Your Spouse Only Space. It's been a long day. Kids are in bed. Evening chores are complete. You and your spouse head to the bedroom for some us time. But then the attacks begin. A knock at the door from your kid who's scared. The dog wants to sleep on the bed between you or the beep of your phone that will drive you nuts until you look at it. These are known invaders. These are known as invaders of your spouse-only space. And without intending it, they will tear at the bonds holding your marriage together. So protecting your spouse-only space. Sleepovers. Kids like to sleep with mom and dad, so do pets. It's okay from time to time if allowed. But too frequently, it will gnaw at your relationship with your spouse. It may even generate resentment. Everyone but me. Everyone but me gets priority of your attention. So how to handle. For kids, if you're going to allow them to occasionally stay, keep a set of thick blankets and a pillow near your bed. If they're scared at night, they can simply grab the blankets and pillow and fall asleep on the floor. This will help protect your spouse-only space. Pets, on the other hand, are not interested in alternatives, so you just got to kick them out of bed. Working backwards, I remember Denise. I mean, she was like flat out. We had Mo, world's greatest attack dog. She's like, she's like, you train Mo. Mo will never step foot in this bed. And Mo never went into bed for many reasons. And and you can think of some of them. 
Yeah. Uh, so talk about pets in the bed, then go to the kids. All right. So so pets. So we have we've had cats and dogs and everything else, and uh, they we adopted a cat. I don't know, ten years ago, something like that. And it figured out that if it doesn't attach to me, it's not going to live in our house. And so that cat is like a dog, and every night likes to curl up right next to you. And cats aren't as trainable as dogs are, but you kind of have to. Protect the space. So when you have a spouse and you have an animal, if you don't, if you allow the pets into the bed and all that kind of stuff, they'll just jump up in the bed at any given moment. You just never know. So what you want to do is, while it's great to have animals in the house for protection and those kind of things, you want to, with all of these things, there's certain space, if you will, that you want to keep to just you and your wife, close proximity space. And you want to make sure others respect that space and don't hijack that space. And animals are the worst at doing it. They'll jump up in there. and You see pictures all the time where the, bed, the dog is sprawled out right. in the middle of the bed kind of thing. And, uh, and it, it just it creates a competition, and it prohibits the ability for you to just to roll over and snuggle with your wife, even if nothing else is going to happen or to hold hands or anything. Hey, what, do you you mean nothing else is, what do you mean nothing else is going to happen? What? I said, I said occasionally, <laughs> occasionally nothing else happens. Uh, but even if that's all you want to do, you can't now because something has hijacked that right, space, right. and that's just another area that becomes a point of contention potentially between you and your spouse because for those spontaneous moments, which are wonderful moments, you now can't do that because right. an animal or a kid is now invading that space, and you just have to train them to not do it. Give them alternatives. Damn right. Robert Kosick and I doing our world-famous marriage talk segment, bottom of the 8 o'clock hour central on Fridays, focusing on the glory, sanctity, holiness of marriage. It's really hard to have that glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaminess of marriage, actually, the steaminess part, with a dog in your bed, A. Two, and I'm a, I've am been a germ freak for, I don't know, most of my 59 years. I I know our dog would have, I'll keep this clean. You know when your dog's like rubbing his, is dragging his tuchus on the grass? It's gula, is gula. You want that thing in your bed? No offense. So after that, I mean, you don't want the dog in your bed. I know it's cute and all that. But the other thing, come on, man, that's your bed for crying out loud in a bucket. That's where you and the wife, you know, got your gladiator games going on there. You don't want no dog in the way. No, I treat it like a holy temple-ish kind of area, and that's highly protected. Uh, ne- <laughs> next on our uh, tip that Mr. Kosick wrote, um, digital distractions. Our phones are the worst. They have no zero regard for what's happening. They'll create constant distractions. How to handle. Put your phone in the other room while spending time with your spouse. If that's not an option, start believing that unless it's an emergency, you don't actually have to immediately respond to a text the three-second rule is for picking up food, not your phone. I, I tell you, I've, I can't remember ever bringing my phone to bed. First of all, phones are dirty; they're full of germs yep. and garbage. Uh, it's essential because I run a big media company. You know that. You know the other. Yep. You know it's a, it's a big responsibility, but that phone just never comes into the bedroom. Yeah, and that's fantastic. And it's really easy if you have like a landline. That's that's really easy to do because if the kids really really need you, they'll call you on the landline right. kind of thing. But when your kids are in college and stuff, there's times when when things are uh, protected times, and you just don't want to be interrupted. So you can do something simple like text everybody and say, "Mom and Dad have a date night tonight. Don't call unless you're on fire and can't put it out with a fire extinguisher." You know, kind of thing. You know, leave us alone for tonight. But there are times, and I understand that people want to have phones close by. Uh, simply because kids are out of town, they're yeah, yeah. out driving late at night. I understand all of that. But what you have to condition yourself to understand that it, it's not an immediate thing. You know, you don't have to 
answer that phone the second it happens. But just in general, if that's what you're about to do, if you're supposed to go have your hour time together, and there's nothing worse than hearing ding, ding, you know, you have no idea. Is it a text message? Is it an emergency text? Is it is it an email popping up? Is it somebody on Facebook just posted another burger picture? I mean, you have no idea. And it's a, it's, <laughs> that's, that's it's a distraction. Right? It. If anything, that's a distraction. You yeah. really don't want to be distracted from what you're doing because something else popped in. Yeah, you just uh, you just want to be focused on what you're focused on. Leave the other stuff alone for a little while. The, the world probably won't end in an hour. So, and you know what? Uh, I get it. Like uh, when uh, Bubba's traveling or Denise is doing, and she's out with her girlfriends. Yeah, do I keep the phone closer? Yes, fine. absolutely. But it's not sitting yeah. there in in bed. Uh, world famous marriage talk segment. Next is the conversationalist. Little guys and gals <laughs> typically pop into the conversation without warning, demanding immediate attention. How to handle? Teach small kids to place a hand on your leg. You're in turn, you in turn place your hand on their hand to acknowledge you know they're there. As soon as you have a break in the conversation, you turn your attention to the child. If the child calls from another room, don't answer them. Make them come to where you make them come to where you are so you can see if they're busy or not. So the kids screaming yeah. from another room, mommy, daddy, mommy. Okay. Yeah, that's a major peppy. And I would love to take credit for this one, but my wife read a book when the kids are really, really small. And this thing about putting the hand on the on your thigh and then you put your hand on their hand is a phenomenal tip. We incorporated that with our kids. And they knew if I'm talking with an adult and I'm having a conversation, you don't just come running up and say, mom, 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 or dad, 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 dad. You put your hand on my thigh. I put my hand on your hand. I know you're there. And as soon as I get a break in the conversation, I'll turn to you and I'll ask you what the issue is, unless, of course, it's an emergency. And so what that does is it teaches them respect. It teaches them to uh, have patience. There's all kinds of great things that come out of that. It's a beautiful tip to do. But that one calling from another room, that is such a huge pet peeve of mine. And right. it was a major argument that my wife and I had at one point because early on, the kids would scream from the other room, and she would turn and talk to them as if whatever we were talking about didn't really matter, and she was looking for any excuse to get out of the conversation. And so immediately she would turn her attention, and it really irritated me. So we talked about it, and what she said was, no, I want to give you my full attention, but as a mom, I can't if I know something may be wrong with one of my kids. So I need to address that. It's a distraction, kind of like the phone dinging. I said, that's fine. All you need to do is tell me, can I go address this? so that you can then come back here and give me your full attention. She said, absolutely, problem solved. Alternatively, I could have been pissed off and said, well, I guess if it isn't important to you, it's not important, I'm not on your scale of things important, and we could have spiraled downhill really fast. But that one calling from another room, is, a, in my opinion, is a huge yes. uh, disrespect mode because you have no clue what we're doing, what we're talking about. I may be on the phone, and you're screaming, you know, I'm working on a million-dollar deal, and you're screaming from the other room. You just don't know, and I just think it's wrong. But uh, my wife and I somewhat disagree on that point. Love it. Real f- uh, final, uh, got a minute. World famous marriage talk segment. Hot and heavy. Tip steamy windows. You're likely past the age when parking and steaming up the windows is a feasible option. But if that's something you did when y'all were younger, you'll certainly remember the fun and awkwardness of it all. If you want to relive the experience, pick a night when it's just a two y'all and go parking in the garage. And he puts engine off, of course. He's a little okay, flash. You got to write that. It will be just as fun, just as awkward. Uh, uh, likely a bit more challenging, and you won't have to worry about getting busted unless the kids come home early. So parking, yo, dude, who loves? Everybody loves making out in the car. Everybody day. loves having Jeez. fun parking and stuff. You remember the high school days or whatever, and parking. You're hearing the you know the knock knock on the yeah. window because the officer's like, uh, you're not allowed to park here, and then you got to drive away with fogged windows, right? It's just that awkwardness and the excitement or whatever. 
you could do the same thing when you're a little bit older. You can do it in your garage and have the exact same fun. Get yourself a tablet maybe and set it up and watch a movie as if you're at the drive-in and, and just have fun with it. Everything about this section is about right. enjoying what God ordained and creative ways Hoorah. to do it. And this is just another way to have fun, just make sure no one's home and, you know, they're not going to come home early and wonder why the windows are all steamed in the garage. Uh, or, Dad, yeah. What's going on? Yeah, <laughs> and if you don't have a garage, get you one of those silver screen things to put in front of your windows. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, those, those screens you get from a sharper image, if that's still in business. Yeah, there you go. Our car cover. Oh. Have some fun. That's the whole thing. Amen. Have fun. Amen. That's all we Amen. need to do. Amen. Wow, I feel better. I love doing our world-famous talk segment. It's great. It, it's it's just relaxing. It's it's excellent. It's clean. Focus on the glory, sanctity, holiness, and steaming of marriage. What God has ordained. No SOB will ever tear apart. Lest he get a visit from Silky and Ratso on my behalf. Robert Cossack, great job. Honor, honor the vow. B O W. Honorthevow.com is the first book that he wrote ten years ago. That's when we first met. Have an outstanding weekend. A blessed weekend. And Kathy, and we'll chat next Friday. Absolutely, Sam. You have a blessed and low-profile weekend. Hurrah, hurrah. Appreciate it. America, our world-famous marriage talk segment comes to a close. Frankie Valley, very nice. Back in a second. AM 1070, The Answer. So to you.